and welcome to another episode of Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by Video Taranaki. I'm one of your hosts, Melissa, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kelsey. Hi, everyone. And today we are also joined by a wonderful guest who's going to share his expertise on today's topic. Please welcome Liam Nelson. Hello, hello, Mel and Cal. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Hi, nice to have you here and nice to have someone who's a bit of an expert on ACC. ACC, yes, one of the most fundamental and important things in business, protecting of, yourself and your employees. And also one of the things that you can't avoid, it's a little bit like tax. Yes, unfortunately, you do have to pay ACC, but it is a very good thing that you do need in business. Before we get stuck in, I just wanted to throw in our usual disclaimer that the information in this podcast is general in nature and no substitute for tailored advice specific to your particular circumstances. If you do need advice, make sure to touch base with your advisor. All right, so we'll kick off with some questions and you can uh, tell us all about ACC, Liam. So firstly... Who is liable to pay ACC levies? So basically to answer that question, it is everyone in the workforce. So what we like, I'd like to break it down into two different types. You've got your employees who will pay an ACC earners levy. Mm -hmm. They'll pay that through their wages when they file their PAYE returns. And then you've got your employers or your business owners or your self-employed workers. So they get levied based on or they get levied on under four different policies depending on who they are depending on um, how their business is structured so if you are an employer you'll either fall under an employer with employees or an employer with shareholder employees Mm -hmm. if you are a self-employed person without employees then you will be levied based on your partnership income based on your management fees based on any income that you have from being self-employed so yeah just to sum it up everyone who does work basically so when you say about self-employed people so the income that's incorporated in that that's your active income though that's right active income yes yes so you don't pay acc on interest, dividends, any passive income, because there's no risk that you'll injure yourself in earning that income, I hope. so. <laughs> I think that some people injure themselves doing all sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if we were talking about injuries then, so if we're doing what we meant to, we're paying our ACC levies, then if we do get injured, what sort of entitlement is there? Okay, so the first thing, there are, quite, there are a few different factors um into what entitlements you get but in every scenario you'll get help from acc to cover any treatment and rehabilitation that you need Mm -hmm. from your injury so that's the first point um then the second point is acc will pay out what you are owed one week after you injure yourself so depending on the severity of your injury um you will get paid out a week after you have that injury. So if you're only out for a day or two, then ACC won't pay your weekly. So um, that will essentially pay. be like taking sick leave for those couple of days. And then if it ends up being six weeks recovery, then ACC will. Will kick in after the first week. Yeah. yeah. So that, that also is where we can 
digress and we basically say that um, if you are an employee that injures themselves at work, then your employer is liable to pay your first week up to 80% of your wages for that first week until ACC kicks in. If you injure yourself outside of work, then you are liable to use sick leave or annual leave for that first week. Mm-hmm. But your employer does not need to pay you wages for that first week. Mm-hmm. That's if you injure yourself on the footy field or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then for your self-employed people in business, uh, it will be up to 80% of your last filed financial tax return. Or if you're on cover plus extra, which is an agreed level of cover, it will be your agreed level of cover divided into weekly payments with PAYE deducted. So basically takeaway is it's based on your income unless you're on cover plus extra where you agree that before mm-hmm. you start paying well, the levies. Yeah. yeah. So then now that we know what ACC cover there is and how it works, yes. when do you start paying your ACC once you decide that you're going to go into business? So when you start paying ACC will be dependent on what ACC cover you go on to and what policies you go under. So um, if you have employees, you'll first pay your employee, your employer ACC cover once your final PAYE return has been filed for the year ending 31 March. So that's regardless of your balance date. Mm-hmm. So you'll pay that based on your wages from April to March 2021 as it's just gone um and then that is usually gets billed in around about july august so roughly about now um and then for your other ones so under your shareholder employee and your regular cover plus uh, acc policies they will get billed as soon as your tax return is filed with IRD and then their information flows straight through to the ACC system and an invoice is generated. Uh, Then under Cover Plus Extra, this is a little bit different. Um, So what will happen is you apply for Cover Plus Extra, then ACC will send you an offer of cover, then you accept it and then they'll bill you straight after that. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit like your more standard insurance that you... Yeah. Say, I want this much, and then they value. Yeah, for sure. So um, Cover Plus Extra is, is really good for people going into business. And um, what will happen is you'll pay your levy basically up front, so it's for the year coming. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to the next financial year, they will roll over that policy, and then they will send you a renewal confirmation, which you sign, and then... If nothing's changed, then you just pay the levy again once you've confirmed that that policy is correct. So that basically gets billed out at the start of the financial year as well. You've kind of almost like gone into my next question. Like what were the options (laughs) for newly self-employed people? So like, do you just want to like outline like those key options for ACC coverage? Right. So for newly self-employed people, um, again, it's it's going to depend on whether you have employees or not. But let's just assume that you don't have employees. You're just mm-hmm. a sole trader who's running around and 
man in the van kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you will automatically go onto the standard cover plus uh, policy cover at ACC. Mm-hmm. And then that will be, as I just discussed, you'll basically have your levies based on your income that you follow at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you have cover plus extra, which is an option to go onto, which I just, um, as I just said, it's a agreed level of cover, which you can, mm-hmm. I, which you let ACC know um, how much cover you would like, and then you pay a levy on top of that. So with ACC Cover Plus Extra, what can you elect to be your cover level? Can you choose something that's considerably higher than the income level you're making? Well, at BDO here, I like to think that we align the cover level with what roughly they are making so as long as you're not earning um say thirty thousand dollars a year and you're getting the maximum level of cover of a hundred and four thousand odd dollars yeah that's that's probably a little bit um not right um so i'd like to think that you um align the two relatively Mm -hmm. i I don't want to put a number on it quite closely closely, yeah, yeah because income levels can fluctuate um, year on year, depending mm-hmm. on the industry you're in as well. So um, that's why we think that it's a good idea to go into Cover Plus Extra as well. Mm. Yeah. Especially early on in business when things maybe take a while to pick up and you may not have the income levels that you're thinking that you'll mm. generate down the line or what you could generate in that first year mm. if you then if you would if you were an employee for somebody else. But you want to make sure that if you are injured that you can still live on what is essentially your living wage mm. when you're not receiving that. Yeah. So when we advise um, when we advise clients on what cover levels um, that they would like to go onto, we basically say, "What do you need to survive per week?" Yeah. And then we gross that up to a year mm-hmm. year's worth of income, and that's basically what we say your cover level should be. Yeah. I think it's the same as. Any sort of insurance that you're looking at, it's the same consideration. What do you actually need to look at for what you need to replace if you had to pay out on that insurance? There's no point. The higher mm. your income, the more your levy is going to be. Yeah. So there's no point paying more than you need to if you don't need that level of cover. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That makes sense. So I did yeah. have this one question from an, a client, actually, and it was an ACC question. So... They kind of don't understand why they deduct ACC from their employees' wages and pay that along with their PAYE, but they're still getting an ACC letter asking mm-hmm. for more money later on. Like, what's the difference? Okay, there? so I have actually um, come across this question as well, and so I understand that it is a bit of a bit of a concern or a bit of a uh, question that some clients have. So, um, first thing you've got to uh, realize is that the ACC earnest levy that the employee pays through their wages is actually a cost borne by them, mm-hmm. not by the employer. So basically, if that ACC earnest levy wasn't there, you would just be paying the client, or the, sorry, the employee a little bit extra into their back pocket. Okay. Um, so the main difference really between the two levies is that the ACC levies that you pay based on the gross payroll that you filed cover injuries that your employees sustain at work. Mm -hmm. And the 
earners levy that the employee bears the cost of that covers their injuries outside of work. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Basically, ACC will make any claims payments out of the earners levy pool that the levies go into mm-hmm. for any of the payments that go to employees who sustain injuries outside of work. And ACC will make claims payments out of the pool from the employer cover level. Mm-hmm. They will make those payments for those injuries sustained at work. Oh, that, that does make total sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to be real valuable, I think, for the employees that we <laughs> yeah. have listening to this because they do probably think, why am I consistently everyone wants money? Mm. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's at, it's the reason is at ACC so that, so they've got two different pools that they can use to fund um payments yeah and it makes means that you always have cover no matter how you get injured yes. so that's always a good thing yes for that sure that's the absolute benefit of living mm-hmm. in new zealand actually yeah yep. <laughs> it is it is really good actually having that that um injury cover for sure yeah for sure so thank you so much liam for being on the podcast today and giving us the exciting idea oh. of ACC and what we need to show. But it, honestly, it's been really Fantastic. helpful and I'm excited to hear the feedback that we're going to have from listeners as cool. to how they've found this as well. Awesome. Thank Thanks. you very much. So ACC, the chances are you're probably going to have to log into an online portal. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing that we all get every time we need to log into something that we do so very little. What was my password? I get that almost every day, Kelsey. Yeah, so I guess that probably brings us into what could be a very, very exciting tech piece. It's something that's also a really simple piece of tech. Password saving. Mm-hmm. Password saving. What options are there for saving passwords? So when we think about just web browser-based ones, mm-hmm. there's things like LastPass, which is what we use here in the office. Yep. And that's an alternative where essentially it will either generate a password for you or it will save a password that you've entered. So that's a plus because when you're having to log into a website once every year, chances are you aren't going to remember. And we all know what we get told about password security and that you shouldn't reuse a password or you should use random letters or phrases to make sure that your password isn't easily hackable. But when you've got to try and remember that password, um, that very seldom happens that you go to that level of effort. So with something like a password saver, like LastPass, like Google Password Manager, that's another free one. You know, it's so simple to do it. really no excuse because you can have that linked into all of your devices so even if you're on the road you're on your phone on your computer you can have that logged in and get those passwords easily accessible wherever you are and you've tapped into something that is really key so like cyber security is very very important nowadays Mm -hmm. there is a lot of information out there that you do not want to be losing so having the correct safe password is super important so Yes, making it a phrase, making sure you're adding lots of symbols, not making it the same password that you use for every other web browser. This does get complicated though, so the best option is to have some sort of password saver because unfortunately, writing it down and keeping it somewhere (laughs) just opens you up to way too much. And just think that it's not just your internet banking or things that you don't want people to get access to. 
that you often have a lot of customer data saved in these systems. If you're using something like Xero, then all of that data is right there. If somebody were to hack your password for, say, Facebook or something that you use not for your business, and that password is really similar to your Xero or your internet banking password, all of a sudden that hacker can easily go from Facebook to getting all of that business information and all of a sudden you've got major issues with what that hacker's managed to get and you don't want to have to tell your customers that somebody's got hold of some of their personal information because you were hacked. Exactly. So this is a bit of a short but a sweet check pace but just the key message from this today is have safe passwords, put the effort in, create them, but use some software that can make it a bit easier for you. Use something like a password protection Mm -hmm. or password saver so that you don't really have to worry about remembering every password. Absolutely. For today's mindset, we're going to look at the knowledge pie. I'm interested. So what you need to do for the knowledge pie is picture a pie or a circle, any sort of round object. And Mm -hmm. the first thing you want to look at is take a small segment of that pie. So you want to cut yourself a nice smallish slice of that pie. And what that slice represents is what you know about Mm -hmm. a specific topic. So if we think about today's advisory topic with ACC, That could be something as simple as you know that ACC is there to help you if you get injured. Yeah, no, that's correct. And that's what I know. Yeah. So the next part of the pie is you want to take another, maybe slightly larger slice of the pie, but pretty equal. And what the second slice of pie represents is what you know that you don't know about that topic. Hmm. So say for ACC, you know that you pay levies that helps you get the cover if you get injured. But what you don't know, and that you know that you don't know, is how those levies are calculated because it can be quite a complicated equation that ACC used to work that out. Oh, it definitely is, yeah. Mm -hmm. So now that you've taken your two slices of pie, the rest of the pie that you haven't cut, that represents a whole heap of other things about ACC that you don't know, that you don't know. Mm. It's a huge portion of things. And what that portion of that pie represents is A, a whole lot of opportunities that you don't know that you could um, bring to your business by you know talking to the right people and finding out more information. But it also represents areas of risk to you and your business because they're things that you don't know, that you have no idea that you don't know about. It just sounds like there's just so much about any given topic that you don't even know you don't know. And that's why it's really important for some of these really tricky topics like ACC or uh, any sort of legal employment law, those sorts of things. It's really important that if it's something that is complex like that, that you pull in the right advisors to get that tailored advice as to what's going on so that you don't have these threats to your business or you don't miss out on opportunities because you've got those blind spots. Yeah, so that kind of seems to me like the the ability to be more successful in your business mm-hmm. and probably just everyday life yeah. is to remain open to all these new learnings. So even when we know something, we should still be listening for others and listening for distinctions. We might learn more and even improve our ability to apply or even just articulate what we know. 
Absolutely. Everyone's got a different perspective and we can learn so much from just listening to the world around us and getting those different opinions. So don't close yourself off to those learning opportunities because just because we've left school and the learning never stops, you never ever stop learning and that's a really key thing to remember in life and in business. Thank you for listening to our episode. If you enjoyed today's podcast, jump along to your favorite podcast app and like, rate and subscribe the episode so that others can find the podcast as well. And if you need to get in contact with us for direct tailored advice, please do not hesitate to phone our office or flick us an email, melancal at bdo.co.nz. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Unlocking Business Potential, backed by BDO Taranaki.